With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hope you had a great weekend. It was good. We, we got together uh, yesterday. Broke a little bread at the yeah. compound at Rock. And uh, yeah, it was good, man. It was good, man. Told you. <laughs> we basically told the same stories we tell off air in between breaks here, but right. just like. Four hours continuous. Where our wives were together, so they were starting to put stories together that, uh, <laughs> oh, he did really? He told you that too? My God, these people. Anyway, well, we had a blast, buddy. Yes, Thanks for yes, having us. Yes. So, Rock, this, um, the inexplicable job market. Yeah. Continuing every, honest to God, and it's all, well, it's pretty much every place, but especially it's so noticeable with the fast food places. Right. And, and it's every been, yeah. one of them has a sign up. It, it's been so weird because, you know, on one hand, that the, the you know, unemployment numbers are, are look good on paper. But then, yeah, you go places and there's right. restaurants, stores, whatever it is, are shut down on certain days. They're closed on just random days. So it's it's really tough to get a hold on, on where this job market is and when it may get better. Well, let's talk to our jobs expert in the matter. How about we get Julie Balke involved? Julie, always a pleasure. Sorry, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> well, well thanks. thanks for thanks for coming on, Julie. Oh, are you mad you weren't at Rocky's house with us yesterday? <laughs> uh, many stories were told. So, Julie, how do you explain Uh-oh. this? I mean, like Rock yeah. pointed out, the unemployment rate, what is it, like 3%, something like that now? And yet people are still begging people to work for them. Yeah, it's like three and a half percent. And all this talk about recessions, we still might have one. Um, We still might be having one. But one thing that's going to be so different from 2008 is that there are still plenty of jobs. I mean, back then it was, I mean, people were grabbing onto anything they could find, whether it be fast food, retail, anything to keep their boat afloat. And they're just, they're, you know, there, there were companies that were doing, you know, almost entirely laying off and zero hiring. And so there was back then, I remember that because I was in this business then. And um, you had every time a company lays off, they cut fat first, people they can live without, people who are average performers. And in the recession of 2008, these layoffs, they, companies were cutting muscle. They were cutting down to the bone trying to survive. And when you look at you know, back then, um, it was a, the composition of the job market. It jo- the job market was different. It was different generations, different attitudes toward work, but also different skills required. And our development of the skills required to do the jobs that are out there has not kept pace. And so it's you know, there's just all kinds of stuff going on at once. And the, the, the challenge is when you look ahead, which I always try to do and say, okay, what's this going to look like? In eight years, in 2030, 74% of the workforce is going to be Gen Z and millennials. And so the attitudes, you know, the icing on this cupcake is that people's attitudes toward work, the type of work that we're used to doing, has shifted. 
so greatly and the techno- there's technology and all these other platforms out there that give people all these options that they're looking at. You've got your, you know, your, your youngest generations looking at the way we worked, how we did it, how in so many cases we sacrificed family, health, vacation time for work for our employer. And the younger generations look at this and go, yeah, I mean, you're a bunch of suckers. Because it's, you know, as we, as our, my favorite saying is your employer wants you until the day they don't. And Gen Z that's and the millennials are saying, yeah, that's right. And so I'm going to act accordingly. So, so I understand all that, but where does the rubber meet the road in terms of, at the end of the day, the customer is still kind of determined what, what flies, right? So if, if, if yeah, the customer is demanding a certain quality of product at a certain price, and and it can't be done, then they got to find workers to do. They got to find somebody. And does that mean lower? I, I don't know. But at some point, it, it, we can't just the world can't function and keep going on with when people demand something. That demand is not filled, and then people just go, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll just do it differently now." I, I don't see it that way. Yeah. No. Um, you know, there's. I, I my opinion. We need to look at our immigration policies. There's a lot of these jobs that are unfilled and that will stay unfilled that the people that are here that are unemployed or differently employed don't want to do. And so you know, there's a lot. But, but what, let, let me ask about that. Like, so at what point though, okay, yeah, you don't want to do that job, but you need money to survive right. and pay for groceries. So it's either that or you go hungry. At what point is that decision? Or you go something else. You go sort of a rite of passage. Right. Um, those sort of very entry-level jobs, they have all ri- raised their wages to a level that, you know, we, you know, kind of shocks us of our generation. But in a lot of cases, there still aren't enough bodies to fill those roles. And you can't make people go take those jobs. And so that, you know, there's just this huge, huge mismatch out there. And if a customer wants X or Y at a certain price, then either, and they can't find the people to do it at the wage that makes sense, a company could go out of business. They may have to raise their prices. You know, they may have to switch to a different product. I mean, there's a ton of shifting going on here, and it's it's multi-layered, and it's still playing out. But I'll tell you what, you know, we've got, you know, I, I think we're going to see changes. I think there's going to be restaurants that close. I think universities are going to see colleges close. I agree They're not wow. going to have enough people to, you know, that are going to pay that. Because we're also seeing, when you look at all the factors that go into it, we're also seeing major changes in the way people, kids, and their parents look at college, mm-hmm. which is, a, frankly, a good thing. Yeah. So there's yep, these, these pieces of the mechanics have been creaking along for a long time, but really, I think it. I think it's mostly the there are fewer people in the workforce. There are just fewer people of working age, and boomers are still leaving the market in droves. Now, will some of them come back? because maybe their portfolios take a hit or they get bored, yes, but they probably won't go back to full-time jobs. I'll tell you what, if I was a corporate recruiter working at a traditional company right now that wanted everybody butts in seats from eight to five, they are undoubtedly suffering because they're just, people are just saying, I'm gonna go do something else. I don't think we're gonna see people not work. I think we're gonna see them not work in a way that we worked. But, but but I guess well, okay. So so there's jobs people don't want to do and jobs people do want to do. Okay, everyone wants to run over here and do this job, but 
not everybody can get that job. There's only a certain amount of them. So right. at some point, those folks that can't cut it there got to go back to the, the, the B-level job, if you will, right? Or or, or they starve. So I, I feel like it, it kind of corrects itself. Enough of them. It, uh, I don't think it's going to correct. When you say correct itself, if you mean go back to the way it was, no. But cer- certainly some people will end up taking jobs that they aren't thrilled about, but there aren't enough of those people for the jobs that are out there or the jobs that are out there, the people who are unemployed or, you know, moving around a lot, they don't have the skills for it. So even if we made every single human being who's not working 40 hours a week, if we forced them to go take, to go find a full-time job, we still wouldn't have enough people to do the jobs with the skills that are needed. So we've got a huge reckoning coming and it's, it's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of casualties. We just don't know what it is, what it's going to look like yet. All right. Well, it's all going to sort itself out in the long run. Julie Balke, always a pleasure. You know that. Hey, so, yeah, I wanted to tell you, too. that. Oh, yes, um, that's right. You, I'm, I'm I wanted couple. to hit that. I, I yeah, almost forgot. So, Thank you. Right. So there's a diversity and inclusion job fair at the Hard Rock Casino, but it's really for everybody. And there's a ton of employers coming. Go on to superiorcareerfairs.com. My colleague Jeff and I are doing seminars before it, like starting at nine o'clock in the morning before the career fair opens. And I'm doing one on how to take a long-term view of your career, how to figure out what really works for you. And he's doing one on how to successfully navigate a job fair. And we're offering those for free. And so if you've ever had a career question you want answered by me or us, um, come on down to the job fair. And if you're wondering, you know, is, is the job I'm doing really the one for me? It's a great way to come around, come down, poke around and meet a lot of people who are looking for new talent. And when is that again? It's Thursday, Thursday morning. So go to superiorcareerfairs.com and then go as a job seeker or an individual. And I'll have all the information. And then you can find Julie Balke later on uh, at the blackjack table throwing down (laughs) hard. That's right, baby. All right. We'll talk to you. All right. See ya. Thanks, Julie. Our good friend, uh, Julie Balke. Uh, We check in with traffic now. Rob, what is going on? From the UC Health Traffic Center, the Pelvic Health Center at UC Health is the region's only pelvic health center staffed by fellowship-trained urogynecologists and uh, from the from the uh, gynecology and urology areas. Uh, just checking on this latest accident, northbound 71 beyond 275. They've cleared it, got the vehicle out of the ditch. Traffic remains slow from 275, including on the North 75 approaching the Norwood Lateral to Paddock. Southbound slows approaching the Brent Spence Bridge from about 7th Street, and then you're slow on northbound 75 in northern Kentucky from Buttermilk up to the Cut in the Hill. Rob Williams, News Radio 700 WLW. The forecast from a 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Mostly cloudy, 63 for tomorrow, partly sunny and 82. It is 80 now. News Radio 700 WLW. Let me take a quick moment to speak with the kids. You ever notice that rich, successful people always have very attractive spouses? It's true. Now, take a look at unsuccessful people dressed in stained, soiled clothes who cut their own hair. Yeah, not too attractive. Which will you grow up to be? Well, it all depends on you and how serious you are about your education. Welcome back to school, kids, from 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. DQ presents Picture This. Picture the burger of your dreams on the new DQ Signature Stack Burgers menu. Five premium burgers. Automotive, Larkin Cobb Chevrolet Buick GMC, and Larkin Greenwood Ford. On 700 WLW. 
All right, we got our friend Tony Pike. And, Tony, let's cut right to it. So, uh, your thoughts on Friday? I mean, that's a pretty small pretty sample small. size, and it wasn't the, the team. But, nonetheless, they played the game. Yeah, I just I, I think there, there's some good, there's some bad to take from any preseason game. I thought guys that... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're given an opportunity, especially in the wide receiver room. I thought stepped up and made some big plays. I liked what we saw from Dax Hill in game one. Yes, there were some bumps along the way, but his first game out there leading... His team making all the calls. I thought Dax Hill was was very impressive. I tip my cap to what Drew Plitt was able to do. You know, a yep. local kid from Loveland comes in, has a great game. Uh, and Cordell Bolson was given an opportunity because of Jackson Coleman's struggles and has now made this a battle at left guard oh, um, to see who's going to be starting here at, uh, at uh, September 11th against the Steelers. I, I agree with you, Tony. Dax Hill watching him play was, was, was great. I mean, because, again, he was a guy – He's first-round pick. Hadn't heard about much of him in camp. It's hard to even see him do much because of the nature of camp anymore. So him playing well was good. To me, though, I mean, it's – and you know it, too. It's the offensive line. First of all, there was 11 yep. penalties, okay, and yes. mostly on the offensive line. And I know it's a second, third-string guys, but that's a lot of penalties and a lot of uh, chaos. I don't care what string you are. You know, that, that, was, that was kind of unsettling for me for a team that made their – point this offseason we got to protect the protect the quarterback protect joe burrow to come yeah. out and even because those guys are those are our that's our depth right there it's it's impossible yeah. that all four, starting five offensive linemen this year make it through the season without missing some plays or some games or something so those are the guys that are going to be going in and it didn't look good i think that's the biggest question now for the rest of training camp yes who starts at left guard but do they add anyone outside of house currently to the offensive line i mean Say what you want. You can be hard on the guys all you want. I mean, Hakeem Adenogy struggled. Yeah. The rest of this offensive line struggled. It took, what, a couple plays for Brandon Allen to leave the game with a concussion? And that was the starting quarterback. So, look, I, I get that you upgraded, and you've got Jonah, and you've got Karras and Kappa, and you've got Lel Collins. But we've already heard this week, already today, Zach Taylor said the same guys are playing Saturday. So another game's going to come and go. And we don't get to see any of this starting offensive line that's been newly formed in the offseason. I doubt we see that against the Rams. So they're running back right now with this thought process that no matter what happens, just based on what they can do in walkthroughs, they're going to be ready to go week one against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we talked about this last week. Right away, you're going to see the varying styles. Pittsburgh is tackling. They're high intensity. They are down here in in Cincinnati. They're trying to, to stay fresh. They're trying to stay um, healthy, and you're going to see week one because those contrasting styles are going to clash on the football field at, at Paycor Stadium. Uh, agree. I want to ask you this. Um, you saw Zach Wilson, quarterback for the uh, Jets, got hurt, and, and a lot of people are saying, oh, see, that's reason number one right there why you don't play your starting quarterback uh, You know, in the preseason. I, I don't necessarily see it that way. It's not the same situation. What, what did you think of Zach Wilson playing and then getting injured? It's a non-contact injury. It's one of those freak injuries that's going to happen. It wasn't because he got wrapped up 
a certain way, I would say that's more Zach Wilson in the preseason understanding you don't need to scramble. Just get out of the pocket and throw the Bingo. ball away because that's what you're in preseason for. And, and you've got guys that are smart enough to understand and handle that here in Cincinnati. It's just it, it's going to be interesting because the weakness of Friday night was the same weakness we've seen for a couple of years here in Cincinnati. And it's going to be the same group that's out there on Saturday. My question is, when then would you be comfortable that those five that are going to start against the Pittsburgh Steelers are ready to go and ready to protect Joe Burrow? All right, with that, Tony, we'll let you go. We'll be talking to you again in a couple hours. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tom. There's the uh, training camp report with Tony Pike. Now it's the news. News Radio 700 WLW. News, traffic, and weather. News Radio 700 WLW. Cincinnati. Governor of Kentucky says now FEMA is going to be more helpful. This is the 330 Report. I'm Matt Reese. Breaking now. Governor Bashir says the Federal Emergency Management Agency is taking steps to get more assistance to the victims of the floods in eastern Kentucky. Governor had complained last week that FEMA was denying too many requests for individual assistance. FEMA leaders on the ground in the disaster recovery centers now have the authority to approve those claims. One of the things that we will be tracking as we move forward are uh, our steps that FEMA is taking. We're grateful for those. Obviously, we want to see them produce results. But I did have a really productive meeting today where, where it was very clearly conveyed that they want results. Uh, they want to get this right. The confirmed death toll from the eastern Kentucky flooding remains at 39. Two women from Brevet County still missing this afternoon. Uh, more than 150 people remain in shelters. More than 300 people have to stay at state parks. Checking the roads now, the latest traffic and weather together. Rob Williams standing by. From the UC Health Traffic Center, the Pelvic Health Center at UC Health is the region's only pelvic health center staffed by fellowship-trained urogynecologists from both gynecology and urology. There are a few problems on the highways this afternoon. One is an accident hits on both shoulders, northbound 75 near 275 Sharonville. Expect uh, slow traffic there from Glendale-Milford Road on the northbound side. There's an accident on the right shoulder, northbound 71 past 275. A vehicle went off the road into the ditch there. A broken down South 75 on the ramp to Kyle's Lane. It's off to the right shoulder of the ramp. Latest accidents on South Gilmore Road at Reeser. Rob Williams, News Radio 700 WLW. Now the latest forecast from the Train Heating and Cooling Weather Center on News Radio 700 WLW. A few isolated showers may be possible this afternoon, most likely just staying dry and cloudy through the remainder of your Monday. Temperatures only up into the upper 70s and low 80s, right around 80 degrees with a north wind at 5 to 10. Overnight, mostly cloudy, down to 62. More clouds for Tuesday as well, a slight chance at a shower, a high of 79, partly cloudy, 79 Wednesday. From your severe weather station, I'm 9 First Warning Meteorologist, Brandon Spinner News Radio 700, WLW. And it's 79 degrees right now in Cincinnati, radar all. All clear. There's an update this afternoon on that stabbing death in the Price Hill Incline District. Cincinnati police now say they've arrested 60-year-old Sarah Jackson for murdering 50-year-old Ronnie Kemp in the 900 block of Grand Avenue last night.
Hamilton County Sheriff's Office has now identified the man shot at Douglas and Jackson in Lincoln Heights early Saturday morning. 40-year-old Antoine Howard was killed. Sheriff's Office is asking for help from the public in finding who pulled the trigger. Two of the former Minneapolis police officers who helped hold down George Floyd are saying no to a plea deal in which they would do three years in prison. It would be served along with sentences for federal crimes. State prosecutors offered a 36-month prison sentence that would drop the highest offense of aiding and abetting second-degree murder and then require both defendants to admit to aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter. King and Talley were sentenced in federal court to at least 36 months in prison for violating Floyd's civil rights, so the state's deal would not be any more additional prison time than they are already expected to serve on the federal counts, allowing that state time to run concurrently. That's ABC's Derek Dennis. Let's check Wall Street now. Half hour from the close, the Dow is up 164 points. S&P 500 up 20. And the NASDAQ is up 93 points. It's 335. We check in now with a segment. 700 WLW. This season, and Nick Castellanos will return to the Queen City tonight. 700 WLW's coverage begins at 540 with Sports Talk and the RL Carriers Inside Pitch. Partner with a family owned LTO provider at RLC.com. Kelsey Chevrolet Extra Inning Show after the game. Bengals update. Head coach Zach Taylor said today no starters are expected to play versus the Giants in preseason game two this Sunday evening. Ben Brown signed as a college free agent on injured reserve with a biceps injury. Bill Dennison, 700 WLW Sports. Next news coming up at 4 o'clock. I'm Matt Reese, News Radio 700 WLW. This is Doug Gottlieb. Here's what's trending from the iHeart Sports Network. Presented by Blindstar. Western and Southern Open officials say they moved Serena Williams' opening match from tonight to tomorrow because of scheduling conflicts. Tennis fans who bought tickets to see Williams play tonight called it a bait and switch. Bengals put rookie center Ben Brown on IR today. He's got a biceps injury, and NFL officials are cracking down on illegal contact fouls. They penalized teams 15 times in week one of the preseason after throwing 36 such flags in the past regular season. I'm Scott Davidson. Need new blinds or shades? Blindster.com offers custom... It's a throwback Monday here on 700 WLW. <laughs> you those. I'm Eddie. Honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever do the the FM DJ voice? Like, hey, this is Eddie with nah. 1027. Nah, nah. Giving them favorite classic rock. No, no. When I first you didn't have to. When I was when I was in college, <laughs> though, it, well, that was when in, when that was when you know FM radio. You were talking like this, and like yeah, Hudson Stones, sympathy for the devil. You're trying to give the impression you were like in a dark room with some like a right. few candles and some incense. You were trying to make on the audience and, right. Trying to yeah. right. You got a, a butt hanging shades out of your on, mouth. Shades. Right. Yeah. And you're you're probably doing some kind of drug, but nobody can quite put their finger on it. <laughs> That's the image we're going for, right there. Right there. That's so you. Guys, so you got to talk like this. Yeah. You got to talk yeah. and just yeah. Yeah. And like lots of pauses and stuff. You know. <laughs> you know it. It doesn't even matter if you make sense. The the least sense you make the better you off you are because chances are a lot of the people listening to you are smoking weed. <laughs> that was Steppenwolf with uh, Major right, Carver, right? right? No, I'd be monster. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eddie, um, 
let's hope this doesn't ever happen to you. This is an Australian newspaper. You might have seen this. Um, old Steve, he's you know, he's a loyal uh, subscriber to the paper, and every morning he gets his paper and goes out and gets it. Opens it up to the uh, backside of page one, and he sees an ad that says, Dear Steve, I hope you're happy with her. Now the whole town will know that you're a filthy cheater. From Jenny. P.S. I bought this ad with your credit card. And at some point, Steve goes, With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wait, my name's Steve. Wait a minute. My wife's name's Jenny. <laughs> and then you know you are screwed. That's not good. <laughs> Look at I mean, so yeah, full page ad. Wow. Yes. And and put it on his dime. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That, I wish that's something I'd love to do, but I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd have the cojones to pull that off. But you, you, know, you heard these stories too about like at uh, weddings. I'm, I'm sure. I'm, oh, I've heard so, so. Not too long ago, there was right where it's like you know the couple was getting married, and then like the groom will get up and hey, before we party here. Everyone check under their seat. There's an envelope, and then they pull it, and it's a picture of the bride right, or the groom with, cheating with the with the best man yeah, exactly. or something. Yeah. Right, right, right. I, say, I never know if those are. It's hard to tell what's real and what's not. We, we always try to make you know make sure we check that stuff. I can never tell if those are real or not. <laughs> Got to go through a checklist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, my now wife, then just like beginning girlfriend. We were side chick, right? <laughs> this was that's before the side. Chick. Anyways, uh, we were sitting at a at a local establishment, perhaps uh, having indulging in a little bit too much of beverages. Yep. And I we lived walking distance, so no at me. And um, so first, I don't know how the conversation started, but have you ever had the conversation where, like, you know, why don't you jot down? How many people you've oh, slept yeah. with, and I'll write down, and we'll exchange the number. And there was a lady sitting next to her and saw what we were doing. She goes, "You know, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Been down this road doesn't end up it's well not, at all. It's not good. It's not at necessary. All. It's not necessary at all. No. Because I get, I get mad when." And we've been together almost 30 years. I get mad when she talks about somebody she went out with in, like, high school. Uh, <laughs> it's all good to yeah, her. You tell me I was smacked out of that <laughs> dude. Uh, so, Rock, are there words that... And it always kills me that people, there are words that get people. And this is probably the most common one. Moist. <laughs> <laughs> what? what did just A lot of people's that word creeps them out for oh, some reason. Oh, creeps them out? Yeah. This is in the uh, Great American, uh, or the Great British Bake Off, I'm sorry. That's a, apparently a big deal. I don't know. Okay. I've never watched it, but it's a big show. And one of the judges on there is a guy named Paul, and the he's a celebrity chef. He admitted that after a viewer branded the word moist, inappropriate, he went out of his way to say it any time he could on the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> That would drive people nuts. 
Uh, someone once said to me that they didn't like the way I say moist on Bake Off. They said it was inappropriate, but uh, that, but I think it's a great word. I've I've made sure that I now say it in every show. <laughs> now that sounds like something I would do. Yes, you don't like when I do this. Guess what? You're going to get more of correct that. That's exactly. <laughs> I, I I'm sure you do that to your wife as well. It's one of those things like you know when you do that that bugs me. I'm like, oh really? Really? <laughs> if, it, if it bugs you once, how's about three hundred <laughs> times going to feel? <laughs> I'm trying to think of words that bug me. I mean, we always do the words and phrases that uh, we hate at the beginning of the year. Um, oh, some of the, yeah. I, I still can't get my get my head around. That's the one. Go, that's that, one. That's one. And also... Circle back. Circle back and reach out. Reach out, yeah. Reach out. And I, I get what you're saying. I understand it, but we I don't know. That's It seems like that's been invented in the last certainly five years. You know a word that recently just bothers me it felt like it, it was big and then it went away and now it's back rhetoric it's all like rhetoric it's like you're trying to sound smart like just say words or what what the guy's saying like, oh you're using that rhetoric come on there's an old bit by cheap. Uh, bill engvall guy that i used to hang with a little bit and but he did <laughs> name drop uh, oh i know that was it was I mean, he, I'll tell you some stories about him. Oh, uh, that's, that's the reason I bring it up, because I got some <laughs> stories. But anyways, he did this cool bit about uh, awesome, which is true. He, uh, and he talked to people like, oh, this pie was awesome. He goes, awesome, man. It's supposed to be like a meteorite landed <laughs> on my house. It was weird. It's awesome. And uh, <laughs> cake is awesome. Yeah. Your shoes are awesome. It's, everything's awesome now. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that should be reserved for something. So we're awesome. Yeah. I saw an alien. It was awesome. awesome. <laughs> we uh, check in with the awesome traffic now. Oh yeah. Uh, what is uh, what is going on? Awesome, Rob. I know you wanted us to call you that, but I thought it was overused. Is that my my nickname? Uh, that's what we were told you wanted to be called. Oh, okay. Awesome, Rob. That way we could use everything is awesome from the uh, Lego movie <laughs> as your little theme song. You're going to get me some drops for my traffic introduction. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Nobody else is doing it. No, I think we should. Gosh, dang it. Wouldn't it be cool if we played everything is awesome from the Lego movie soundtrack under your traffic reports? Yes or no? I think we should. It do would it. be awesome. I say a heapin' why not? Bring it. <laughs> From the UC Health Traffic Center, the Pelvic Health Center at UC Health is the region's only pelvic health center staffed by fellowship-trained urogynecologists from both gynecology and urology. The accident's cleared, North 71 beyond 275. The backup there is gone. Here's where you're slow right now, North 75 approaching buttermilk up to the cut in the hill. Add an extra 10 minutes approaching the Norwood lateral on up to 275 in Sharonville. Southbound slows Freeman to the Brent Spence Bridge and just starting to slow now across the bridge through the cut in the hill there in Covington. Northbound 71 is slow down past Ridge up past Red Bank. Rob Williams, News Radio 700 WLW. The forecast from the 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Mostly cloudy, 63 for tomorrow, partly sunny and 82. It is 80 now. News Radio 700 WLW. 
The victim was found in Westminster, California, the next in Provo, Utah, then Topeka, Indianapolis, Cincinnati, and Piscataway. All seemed to be single events until the police realized all the victims were eating hot dogs. We were looking for a very disturbed person. Join us for the Hunt for the Wiener Killer podcast. There are a lot of shows to listen to these days. Make sure it's a show worth your time. I suggest The Scott Sloan Show. I bust my butt to give you the best show I can every day. Check out Sloaney tomorrow morning at 9 on 700 WLW. And be sure to catch his podcast on the iHeartRadio app. This report is sponsored by the Ohio Lottery. Start your week off with a bang and play Powerball on Mondays, too. With Powerball drawings on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, you have three chances to win big every week. Tonight's Powerball jackpot is $56 million. Get your Ohio Lottery Powerball tickets today. Genesis Diamonds' most extreme value on diamonds is coming to an end. You have until Sunday. Boy. Back with Eddie and Rocky. So, Eddie, on this day in history, August 15th, 1969, Woodstock opens in Bethel, New York. Now, I want you to take me back to 1969. What do you remember about that as it was happening? Because I feel like my perception is Woodstock was something that is is looked back upon more fondly than it actually was. It's like you... Right. I, I feel like people that were actually there thought it sucked because it was a bunch of mud and it was heat and there was nothing to drink. But through the power of the documentary, everyone's like, oh, wow, look how amazing it was. Uh, what? Right. <laughs> it was I mean, terrible. I'm a little kid. I'm like, I don't like to play in the mud as much as the next guy, but that looks awful. Right. And that's all I remember thinking about. I, I liked all the bands that were there. I mean, I know my brother did. And I learned everything about music from my brother because right. he was five years older than me, so all through the 60s, he was buying all the, that music, so right. I got it secondhand. Yeah, but I, that's, I just remember having that thought. like that's That would suck. Yeah, I, again, it's like when you're sitting in your air-conditioned, non-muddy house right. watching that documentary, you're like, oh, man, look how great that is. But uh, you're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, this is hell on earth. And the... The documentary does make it look, the movie makes it look like all peace, love, and dope, and right, you know, naked right. people walking around right. and frolicking in yeah. the pond and all that stuff. I just wonder, had that documentary never been released, would we be talking about Woodstock today? I, the, the legend would have, I mean, the legend would have grown, yeah. but I, I do know guys who are obviously older than me who went, there were a couple of guys that went that I know, and they got there. They walked in and kind of looked around. They were there maybe, I don't even know if they lasted a day. And they said, screw this. Yes. We are out of here. Yeah. And turned around and left. Yeah. Now, it's funny. You were talking last, end of last week. You watched a Woodstock 99 documentary. Documentary, yeah. That's so, brain so the, wreck, it's called. Yeah, but there's, there's two of them. Because I had seen one called Woodstock 99, Peace, Love, and Rage. And I think that was made in 2021. I saw it on a plane. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was unbelievable. It was yeah, this amazing. Was a, 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 there was, this was like a three or four part show. Okay, I, I wonder what... I wonder why they did that, but I guess because it was such a monumental mess. Well, I know, no, well, it was awful. No, but I mean, making two documentaries. I, I know that. I don't know. I, about I don't that know. Either. I haven't seen the other one, but I know the first one, "Peace, Love, and Rage," was it was unbelievable. Because I was that was ninety nine, so I was what nineteen then. 
So I was like, you know, that was like right. Now, is that something that like, any of your buddies and you were thinking about going, or I would have I would have loved to gone, but I was I was in college. But I remember being like, God, I'd give anything to go to that. And I think one of my buddies went to it because there was also one like in '94 or something, wasn't yeah, there? It was '90. Yeah, that was '94 because it was the 25th anniversary. I think you know, I think one of my buddies did go to '99. I, I mean, it wasn't like a close friend though, so I can't remember what he said about it. But yeah. But yeah, it was a I mean, documentary on that one. I, I can attest was really, really good. Yeah, I s- talked to several people who went to the one in '99, and nobody had a any good anything good to say about it. Yeah, it was just it was hot and you know, the concrete and all that stuff. I don't know what they were thinking. There's no, yeah, no facilities, no water, no bathrooms, no. Well, when fans. you have something like that, what do you think is going to happen, man? I don't know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, you can't put a bunch of testosterone fueled you know 20 year olds drunk and high out of their minds on a you know plate of hot glass in the middle of summer concrete 90 some degrees probably and it's like what do you think is going to happen yeah let's hope everyone treats each other real well with right well on that same note i i I remember saying it to you not long ago one, one of the big takeaways from that whole concert is everyone talks about the disaster that Limp Biscuit was because it was like kind of the like I want to say it was like the third day everyone was just raging right? right and so they get blamed for like inciting this riot but it's like you invited Limp Biscuit, whose number one song is Break Stuff mm-hmm. to go on stage and guess what they did they were <laughs> they were Limp Biscuit. Right, you're, you're biscuit go to biscuit. Go, go do yeah, exactly. They're biscuits going to biscuit. So if you don't want that to happen, uh, invite uh, well, Sarah McLaughlin who played like the first day. Let her be the the main liner and calm things down a little bit. Yeah, well, they had in that show. They said that it, who it was Bush followed. Shoot, I forget who the first rager band was. Oh, it was Corn. Yes, they came on after corn, and the kids were what they were going nuts during corn. Yes, and then Bush comes out and you know tries to calm everything down. Glycerine, uh, right? Glycerine. Doing glycerine <laughs> after Freak on a Leash had gotten off stage, and so now you're expecting the kids to go, "Oh, cool, this All is right, great." We'll calm down for a little peace, bit. Peace, love, and dope. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> it was peace, love, and let's tear the crap out of well, everything. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah. What what's the most rager? Uh, what concert did you go to that got that you thought was like okay? This is getting a little rough. Little well, well, the one that I thought had the potential to go bad was um, when I saw Metallica in '99 at the Speedway, and we've talked about this. But this is the one. So it was corn. It was Kid Rock, Corn, and Metallica, right? Okay. And we, this was this, Kentucky Speedway. Yes, yeah. and this is before this is before the internet and stuff. But there, all of a sudden, as I think you know, even maybe even before Corn went on, like as Kid Rock is done, is finishing up, people are like, "Yeah, uh, James Edfield of Metallica broke his arm in a, a uh, like a right. sea do accident or something." We're like, "What?" So then it was like, you know, if he, if they don't get out and play, you got a you know, hun- couple hundred thousand right. just angry mm-hmm. kids here. But that's when uh, Jonathan Taylor and uh, Kid Rock, they took turns with the vocals playing behind Metallica or in front of Metallica. And it was pretty sweet. Got to see something you would you would never right. otherwise see, right? How did they sound, by the way? I remember that happening. I don't never heard any sound from it. Great. 
That's cool. Yeah, it was it was cool. Like I said, I mean, having seen Metallica, you know, before that two other times, it was like, okay, this is you know, I'll, I'll take this. I'll never see this again. So this is neat. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but had they said health, but not everybody can be as healthy and fit and in shape yeah. as you, right? <laughs> Vegan me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I wouldn't last a day, dude. <laughs> no, but uh, we, we always like to on this show uh, give some some health advice out there, and uh, want to welcome to the program Dr. Philip Avadia. He's a cardiac surgeon and a metabolic health specialist. He's also the author of a book called Stay Off My Operating Table. Doc, how are you? I am doing great. Great to be here with you guys. Good. So so let me get to, I guess, the big question first. So last week we had a doctor on who was talking about you know, how red meat was, was bad for you and tried to get as little of it as possible. That seemed contrary to a lot of the things that I've been reading recently, especially with people like myself, we want like a high protein diet, that kind of thing. So set the record straight, Doc, on your experience with red meat. How much should we have and whatnot? Yeah, so there is really no good evidence that red meat is harmful to our health. Um, the concept that red meat might be harmful to our health comes from some very flawed studies that count red meat as a hamburger for instance, and when most people eat a hamburger, they're eating the red meat, but the lowest are eating the bun and the toppings and the french fries <laughs> that come with it yeah. and the Coke that they have uh, to drink. Uh, so those are the studies that show red meat uh, might be, you know, associated with poor health. Uh, but when you really isolate out red meat itself, uh, there is no evidence that it's harmful for our health. And it's important to realize that we have been eating red meat for our entire existence as human beings for millions of years. And it's only within the past hundred or so years that we've started to see things like heart disease and diabetes. And, you know, people want to blame that on red meat, but it clearly is not due to red meat. What would you suggest it is, Doc? I think it is processed food. I was going to uh, say know, processed food. I was going to ask you about mm -hmm. that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So all of the junk food that we eat, and uh, there's, you know, a number of components to that. There is the highly uh, processed, highly refined sugar and carbohydrates that go into it. There are the um, highly processed vegetable and seed oils that go into it. And, you know, it's not entirely clear what. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Part of the processed food is bad for us, but it is clear that the more processed food we eat, the worse our health becomes. Dr. Phil Avadia is our guest. And, and Doc, look, there's, there's so many diets out there, right? The, different things come into fad. I mean, right now, the, the, the fad is, uh, at, least from, at least from the people I follow on social media, it's organ meat diets, which, which I'll ask you about in a second. But, look, there's, there's the Mediterranean diet. There's you know, gluten-free this. There's vegetarian. There's all meat. There's the carnivore. What, what, what is for the average person out there and maybe the for the also the person who's trying to be extra fit and in shape what, what's the best diet in your opinion yeah so this is a great question to ask and you know in my book 
stay off my operating table. I go into this pretty extensively. Um, the first rule is just eat real food. Uh, so eat the things that grow in the ground and then eat the things that eat the things that grow in the ground. And that's going to include your plant products and your animal products. And there's a lot of variation in there. Like you said, you can be vegan, you can be carnivore, you can be lots of things in between. And ultimately, there is no one right answer for everyone. And even for each one of us as individuals, it might change over time what is the right answer. So, you know, the guidelines that I use for people um, is first and foremost, you know, how do you feel and how are you performing uh, when you are eating certain foods? And, you know, if you're not feeling good and things hurt you all the time and you're tired and you don't have the energy to make it through your day, that is a sign that whatever you are eating is not serving you well. So you start with basics like that. You can get into some fancier things like some blood work and stuff. But ultimately, if you don't feel good, look at your diet first and foremost. Mm. And what I've, from what I've read in, uh, over the years is that Mediterranean diet seems to be pretty much optimum. No? Well, you know, so the Mediterranean diet um, is probably the most studied diet that we have. And so people have been, uh, you know, looking at that in very much, you know, in a lot of scientific studies. The problem is we don't actually have a great definition of what is the Mediterranean yeah. diet. Okay. And, you know, the Mediterranean is a very large region of the, uh, uh, of the planet, and you can find all sorts of different diets in people who live in the Mediterranean region. Some of them are very high in meat, others very high in fish. Uh, you know, there are some that maybe lean heavily on vegetables, depending on what grows locally. Uh, but there really is no one true Mediterranean diet, um, gotcha. and so it becomes hard to pin that down. Uh, but again, you know, what do these sort of Mediterranean diets all have in common, the ones that seem to promote good health? It's that they're eating a lot of whole real food. They're not eating a lot of junk food. And then they have a, other, a lot of other lifestyle issues that support good health, things like being active throughout the day, um, having a good community around you, uh, you know, being out in the sun a lot. These are all other things that certainly play into health as well. But ultimately, when it comes down to food, the more real food you're eating, no matter what you know, kind of form that takes, uh, the better your health seems to end up. Dr. Phil Bavadi is our guest. He's a cardiac surgeon and a metabolic health specialist, also an author. He's written many great articles. His book is a stay off my operating table. And, Doc, look, it, diet is a balance, right? There's, like, there's the things... I, I, I want to eat things that I should eat, the cost of those things, and the time preparation for those things, right? So, I mean, I would love, you know, two salmon fillets and some free-range, uh, whatever, rice, but it, it, A, it's going to take forever to cook it, and it's going to cost a ton of money. So, right, you, uh, most people would choose that over the bologna sandwich, but they're like, ah, I, I got to pick up the too. kids. I got to, yeah. It's So, so where, where where's that balance for you? Or maybe what are some foods that are... You know, lesser in cost, don't take a ton of time to prepare that are still good for you. Because it's hard. I feel like people want to do the right thing, but it's just life gets in the way, finances get in the way, and, you know, you, something's got to give. Yeah, so, you know, when you look at, um, you know, the cost of your food, for instance, you want to keep in mind a few things. 
the first thing is, you know, in the short term, in terms of the cost, how much of that food are you going to eat? When are you going to be hungry again? How often are you eating? And when you look at nutrient-dense whole real foods, things like meat, um, if you eat uh, a good amount of meat, you're not going to be hungry for many, many hours afterwards. Mm. So while, you know, the meat itself might be more expensive than, you know, the, uh, you know, cheap uh, kind of fast food alternative, um, if you're going to be hungry again in an hour and you're going to need to eat again in an hour, you're really not going to save a whole lot of money over the long term. Mm. And the same thing goes into the preparation. But there are lots of things that really don't take a long time to eat. Uh, to prepare and then to eat. You know, I eat a largely carnivore diet. I eat mostly steaks and, you know, ground beef. And, you know, I get home at the end of the day, I grab something out of the fridge, I throw it on the grill or in the pan, and it takes about 10 minutes to cook, and I eat, and there's no cleanup, and there isn't a lot of preparation, and I'm probably not going to be hungry again for, you know, 12, maybe even 24 hours, depending on how much I've eaten. So over the long term, that diet ends up costing me a lot less, both in terms of time and money. And that doesn't even take into account the health consequences of that food. If I'm staying healthy over the long term, if I'm not developing yeah. things like diabetes and obesity, that's going to really save money over the long term. So, Doc, when you uh, you talk about and, and and obviously that's the case, we're eating a hamburger and you get the cheese and you get the whatever Thousand uh, Islands, Thousand Islands sauce <laughs> and the whole nine yards, and you got the fries on the side, of course. How how would you uh, let's say you say something about grabbing some ground beef? How do you prepare it? How what's what's your process? Yeah, so oftentimes ground beef, it's a matter of throw it in a skillet. Um, sometimes, uh, you know, add some seasoning, add maybe a few. Uh, I'll oftentimes, you know, do some ground beef and mix in a few eggs uh, and then some simple seasoning. And, you know, I'm done. And it's cooked in, you know, oh, okay. 10 minutes. And it's simple. And I'm not, you know, I'm not doing extensive shopping. Uh, you know, the time in the supermarket for me is minimal. I literally make that lap out around the outside of the supermarket. I maybe grab some produce. I grab some meat, some seafood, and I'm done. You know, my shopping is quick. I don't have to think a lot about, you know, uh, meal planning and recipes. Uh, there isn't any waste. Um, and so, you know, it saves me both time and money. And there are lots of, uh, you know, simple, yet delicious things that you can eat when you're just focused on eating whole real food. So, Doc, I mentioned this earlier, but I feel like the thing I hear a lot about recently is uh, eating organ meat, right? Liver and kidneys, testes, the, the whole thing, right? So is that true or is that just kind of one of these Internet things? And, and if Eddie starts eating cow liver, is he going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger or is it going to be bad for him? Like that's not for journey. Well, probably not that simple just to eat uh, some liver and turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. But um, <laughs> organ meats are oftentimes very nutrient-dense. Okay. They really are nature food. They're nature's multivitamin. Uh, so they can be, uh, you know, a good additive uh, to a well-rounded uh, whole real food diet. I don't consider them mandatory. Um, you can actually get all of the nutrients you need from eating, um, you know, just regular uh, meat, animal products um, without the organs. 
But if you want to add the organs, you know, they uh, also, along what we were talking about earlier, they can be cost effective because they're not in high demand. So oftentimes they're... Because <laughs> no one wants to eat them. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the amount of nutrition you're getting, uh, they're very inexpensive. Uh, so you if you like them, great. If you don't like them, you know, you can still be very healthy uh, on a, uh, you know, whole real food diet that doesn't have organ meats in it. All right. With that, doctor, we will let you go. Again, the book is? Stay off my operating table. Great. Love it. Doc, thanks so much. Great information. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. Take Appreciate care. It. Dr. Philip Avadia. It was good. We got to have him back. Uh, no, he yeah. was good. And I, I got this... Um, an email here from Mike. I've attended a few funerals this past month uh, or so in the in the bluegrass for old family and friends. All were 90 plus, a couple were 100 plus. They all smoked and drank a little, but probably never had fast or processed yeah. food. Yeah, that's right. There's something you said about that. People, you know, you, yeah, you didn't drank a little bit, smoke a little bit, but uh, you, you got also people got much more exercise. Back in, I mean, everyday life was just just harder. You know what I mean? So, but but I think the doc makes a good point about just the like everything in today's world. We look at everything as instantaneous, right? How does this affect me right now? But if you think about what the investment in my health, and okay, maybe buying this salmon here, it's more expensive right now. But if I do that semi consistently, twenty years from now, I won't have some humongous doctor bill or spending right. money on you know, diabetes pills and all that sort of thing. It's, it's hard to look at it that way because we're so like, what's now, now, what's, what's, what's going on now? But it, it is a way to look at it. I got to tell you, though, man, yesterday at your house, you threw some stuff on the grill. I had myself a little hot met, a little bit Green of a city. brat. Yeah. I tell you what, oh. that's strong. I, I know, man. That's processed <laughs> meat, but dang, it's good. It's a problem. <laughs> Although all the, all the processed stuff is... Less expensive and it tastes so good. It tastes so damn Why good. Why is that? Uh, that's the way the is, world goes around. Is there something psychological where it's like the things that are bad for you taste good because it's like... You, forbidden you, fruit. Yeah, it's like a forbidden fruit kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know. Like if Brussels sprouts tasted like chocolate, yeah. we'd, we'd all be so healthy. I, hell yeah. <laughs> I eat like Brussels sprouts to reward my... I was like, well, if I eat five Brussels sprouts... I can eat two hot beds. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. I, I do the same thing. <laughs> we check in with traffic now. Oh, nice. <laughs> Everything is awesome, especially Rob, our traffic. I'm loving it. <laughs> Oh, that's my boy right there. Yeah. <laughs> Alex in the hills. Oh. Give him a gold star for the day. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> From the UC Health Traffic Center, the Pelvic Health Center at UC Health is the region's only pelvic health center staffed by fellowship-trained urogynecologists from both gynecology and urology. Well, the accident on South 71 at West 275 is now blocking the right two lanes close to a 27-minute delay from north of Field Zertle, and that's well north of Field Zertle. There's a broken down East 275 between Mineola Pike and 75 blocking the right lane, and traffic there now backing up toward the airport. Slow traffic north 75, Kyles through the cut in the hill, add an extra 12 minutes, Mitchell up to Sharon Road. North 71 slows between the Norwood Lateral and Red Bank, then again Montgomery Road toward Pfeiffer. 
Rob Williams, News Radio 700 WLW. The forecast from the 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Mostly cloudy, 63 for tomorrow, partly sunny and 82. It is 80 now. News Radio 700 WLW. It'll be Philly Riffic. Down the right field line. Goodbye. Red Legs in Philadelphia's Phillies do their thing on the GABP turf. That is way back and way gone. It'll be nine innings of hardball pleasure. That's what I was going to say. Listen with a friend today at 540 on 700WLW and 700WLW's live stream on the iHeartRadio app. This report is sponsored by the Ohio Lottery. Start your week off with a bang and play Powerball on Mondays, too. With Powerball drawings on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, you have three chances to win big every week. Tonight's Powerball jackpot is $56 million. Get your Ohio Lottery Powerball tickets today. Stop avoiding your erectile dis- Hi, back with Eddie and Rocky, and we have our good friend Derek Dennis from ABC. Derek, what uh, what's going on today? What have you got? Well, we got a major recall uh, yeah. involving uh, uh, baby rockers and swings that are pretty popular, sold at Bye Bye Baby and Target stores nationwide, as well as online. Uh, they're the Mamaroo and Rockaroo baby swings. And look, if you're a parent of an infant, you know what these are. They're, they're designed to kind of rock the baby or glide the baby uh, to sleep or at least keep them occupied for a moment, but they're not to be used without parental supervision. And that's what the CPSC uh, says has happened, and so they're recalling uh, these rockers and swings because at least one child got caught in the straps uh, for one of these swings and was strangled. Another one suffered bruising to the neck until uh, the caregiver of this uh, little boy was, uh, was sprung into action to save him. And so there's a severe risk of injury or even death related to these uh, rockers and swings, and so the CPSC wants them out of a uh, of the house, away from uh, young children. Uh, under this recall, 2.2 million of these rockers are being recalled nationwide. And are they, um, so these things are very, I know what these, I know what they are, obviously. But so these are, is this a very popular brand, I'm wondering, or? Uh, Oh, absolutely. I mean, you've probably seen them. They're they're like a rocker or a glider. It's like a little chair that the that the baby sits in, and either it goes back and sure. forth or rocks side to side. Very popular. Sold it, you know, pretty much anywhere you can you can buy uh, baby uh, items, uh, including Target and and Bye Bye Baby, uh, those kinds of places. So yes, very popular. Uh, but the problem is the straps can see either sort of hang down or become loose and the child could maybe wiggle away a little bit and get caught in them and and because the rocker is in motion there's a risk of strangulation so it's a pretty serious case uh for sure and so that's why uh these rockers and swings have been recalled all right before we let you go derek what are those products name again uh, the Rockaroo and the Mamaroo uh, Baby Swing and Rocker uh, sold at Target, Best Buy, uh, places like that, uh, and, and pretty popular. And they need to be out of the house, away from your infant uh, right away. Uh, you can return them to the store for a refund, or you can go online and search how you can send it back or ship it back for a refund as well. But the right. CPSC is really urging people to get them away from your children. All right. With that, Derek, we'll let you go. Thanks so much. All righty. Thanks. Thanks, Derek. Those things are... Uh...
Those were lifesavers, man, when our kids were little. Those, oh, those, those things little, that you crank up and it just kind of... It does a swing, yeah. Gonna just, well, it's funny because like, those old school ones are the best, ones you just kind of want. That, that you crank up, yeah. So I remember for, for Bo, our first one, we got, you know, this... It had an app, and it, like, moved this... It was sweet looking. You're like, I that thing looks awesome. <laughs> what an adult person. And he hated it. Like, really? absolutely hated it, yeah. And so, go back to what works. Well, I'll tell you what what works is getting your ass out of bed at, you know, 3.15 a.m., grabbing the crying baby, going to your car, putting the baby in the pumpkin seat, getting that little pumpkin seat going, (laughs) the baby chair going, and drive around the block 700 times until <laughs> that baby work, goes to sleep. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that does the trick, but that ain't easy. Oh, that's for sure. It's just uh Yeah, but you anybody if anybody with a kid knows that you do after a certain stage, you will do anything. Oh yeah. that you can do to get that kid to go to freaking sleep. Yeah. Well, and and anymore, it's, I mean, you didn't have kids, young kids, but, you know, the the phones. I mean, I I see both sides. On one hand, it's like, God, you you want your family with you, so let's take the kids out and stuff. And mom and dad still want to be able to enjoy dinner, but they can't. So, okay, give the baby the phone. But then at what point are are you, you know, just crushing your kid with all this online crap, you know? That's so. After. Once a kid gets to be a certain age, it's just kind of, uh, we just basically gave up. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. As long as, look, if you're doing, you've got your schoolwork doing, going and all that stuff, if you guys want to go downstairs and play Mario Kart, knock yourself out. Right. You're taking Please. care of all your other right. business. You're doing good in school. Right. You're, you're right. You yeah. get your, keep your grades up. If any of that changes, then you ain't going to be playing Mario Kart. Easy enough. I love you call it Mario Kart, too. Is what it is? Oh, it's Mario Kart, sorry. No, I'm going to start calling it Mario Kart now, too. That's cool. <laughs> my, my kids will always give me crap like that. I forget I was mispronouncing a word, you know, yeah. a, a word like that. And they're like, Jason, uh, Mario. <laughs> I'm like, shut up. Shut up. Like, oh, you know, look, I, I birthed you. I can kill you. Probably <laughs> <laughs> you and I'll take you out. That's right. You know the drill, man. Oh, Lord. Uh, we check in with traffic now. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, Awesome Rob? From the UC Health Traffic Center, the Pelvic Health Center at UC Health is the region's only pelvic health center staffed by fellowship-trained urogynecologists from both gynecology 
and urology. Well, a couple of problems. One about to get better. They've cleared the accident on South 71 at West 275. You're recovering from north of Field Zertle toward Western Row Road. That's already looking a lot better the closer you get to where the accident was. There's a new accident eastbound on Fort Washington Way. The left two lanes are blocked. Traffic's backed up toward Western and Finley on southbound 75. They've cleared the uh, broken down, that is, on eastbound 275 between Mineola Pike and 75. The backup there is gone. Expect stop-and-go traffic on northbound 71 now between the Norwood Lateral and Pfeiffer. Rob Williams, News Radio 700 WLW. The forecast from the 700 WLW Weather Center for tonight. Mostly cloudy, 63 for tomorrow, partly sunny and 82. It is 80 now. News Radio 700 WLW. When our town cries out for morning excitement, please, Mike McConnell, help. One man answers the call. Mike McConnell, sworn to use his powers to make your morning super. He deploys his circle of champions. Jennifer Ketchmark with weather. Chuck Ingram with traffic. And Seg Dennison with sports. Mike McConnell with superhero wit and wisdom. And a mighty morning voice. You know, it does seem kind of heroic, then. Tomorrow morning at 5 on 700 WLW. This report is sponsored by the Ohio Lottery. Start your week off with a... You know, you get shortchanged. You want satisfaction, right? Absolutely. Sometimes it's a matter of principle. Right? With me, it often is. Sometimes it's a matter of principle with you, even if there's no principle involved. There's no principle. I'll make one up. I'll do it. (laughs) Then there's this guy in North Eastern Railway, which is a division of Indian Railways. This gentleman, I'm going to say his, try to say his name one time, uh, Tugnath Chatterverdi was finally told that he'd be getting his refund. How about that? Nice. Okay. I've attended more than 100 hearings in connection with this case, he told BBC News, but you can't put a price on the energy and time that I've lost fighting this case. There's a, this happened in 1999. He brought he bought two tickets from again two North Indian country or cities. They cost 35 rupees each. Okay. Okay. Which is 44 cents. <laughs> <laughs> but then he gave a hundred rupees, a dollar twenty six, to the clerk. He only received ten rupees in change. He told the clerk that he was overcharged by 20 rupees, 25 cents, quarter, but was refused a refund. Angry, he decided to sue the railways and the clerk in an Indian consumer court. So after 22 years and more than 100 court appearances, he was awarded his 25 cents that he was overcharged. Now, the question, though, is who was making the principle here? Was it him for saying, I'm not getting cheated? Or was it the rail company saying, look, we're worth a lot of money. We can pay lawyers and things like this to drag this out forever just to make you look insane. I, guess. <laughs> I, I think that would be the, I, that's the only thing I could think of. It's not the money that matters. This was always about a fight for justice and a fight against corruption. The uh, They were ordered to pay him. Um He'll receive 20 rupees at 12% interest per year. If the money's not paid within 30 days, the interest rate will be raised to 
8% per year. The, the railways must also pay him a fine of $188. Nice. So uh, for 20 years, 22 years of court battles and, yeah, right, and 100 court appearances, he's going to make, uh, well, $180.25. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, my grandpa, the great Erwin Grimmison, uh, I remember one time, I, I was little, and he, he went and got his mower fixed or something. And, or he, No, he needed a part. That's what it was. And he came back, and uh, they had mistakenly sold him, like, this, this other bolt or something that he didn't need. Mm-hmm. And it was like a bolt, right? <laughs> Nothing that complex sure, or something. Right. And he was like, oh, God, they sold me. I'm going back up and taking this thing back. And, and it was like, it was the principle of it. You told me this is what I needed. It, it wasn't, and I'm getting my money back. Well, it's like you and I have talked about this uh, also. Our dads negotiating for a new car. Oh, painful. My old man, and I've said it before, and you've talked off, uh, often about your dad, would go in there, and it would be at a stalemate over, like, 200 bucks. Yeah. And it would be like, Dad. I'll give you 200 bucks out of my <laughs> piggy bank. Can we just go home? Sure, home. What the hell, I'm getting man? uncomfortable over here. <laughs> I'll never forget one time. Um, like I was buying a truck, but, but I, uh, I, for whatever, I took him with me. Probably for that reason, because I knew he would drive a hard bargain. But I didn't know the extent of what I was getting oh, into. Yeah, I remember you. And, you know, there's this truck, and it was a pretty bare-bones truck. And I uh, wanted to get it, and then... Uh, my dad's like, well, but, uh, you know, what about, I think, you know, that should be thrown into. And the guy's like, okay, yeah, fine. This and then finally came down to the bed liner. It was like a $300 plastic bed liner. And uh, dad says, uh, he's not going to pay for that bed liner, is he? And the guy's like, well, yeah, that's not included. And he's like, no, nah, I don't think he's going to do it. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to pay it. <laughs> and, and he kind of gave me that look like, shut up. Let right. dad handle Let this. Let dad handle this one. And, uh. And he just, you know, oh, I, I'm telling you, we, we just we just left another lot just right down the road. They were going to give us this price here and, and, and throw the bed liner in for nothing. So he gets up and walks out. It's like, and I'm like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm like 22. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm a young kid. I'm like, okay, I guess we're leaving. And then sure enough, guy comes walking out. All right, I'll give you the, I'll, I'll throw in the bed liner. Nice. Yeah, man. So it's, <laughs> so that's the thing. I, 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 I I think I drive a hard bargain on stuff, but at the end of the day, if if I want it, I'm I'm going to get it. You know what I mean? But that's a different generation, man. They just didn't do it like that. Well, I've talked about working at Kmart when I was, I think it was between high school and college. I it was that summer, and I worked in the sporting goods department. And this guy came in and he wanted to buy. He was buying a bunch of fishing stuff, and he goes, "Do you really think this?" This rod is worth what a, whatever they were trying to get. It couldn't have been more than nine, ten bucks. And I said, I really don't know, sir. I don't know what the price tag says. I don't know says. what the going rate for. That's what the price tag says. That's how much it costs, I reckon. And he goes, I'll give you five, whatever. I'll give you five bucks for it. And I said, okay. <laughs> uh, if you want to bargain, I've never seen anybody do that before. I was like, fair enough. Five bucks. You know, there you, you do go. have a point. It looks like about a $5 That looks like reel. a $5 <laughs> rod, rod to me. Knock yourself out, buddy. Yeah. Well, you know, that was a that was one of the very 
many dumb things I did at that place. It was one of the... You know, this is the one you got fired from for they accused you of stealing they, the money? They accused me of stealing money, and that's the only wrong thing I didn't do working there. <laughs> did everything else, including apparently give away <laughs> rod and reels. He sells stuff for about a third of the cost. <laughs> yeah. Just because I thought that guy was funny. You know, you make a great point. There you go. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of uh, stuff you can spend your money on, Ed, um, I guess there's some... And we should probably talk to Dave Hatter about this, but there's some, uh, you know, tech convention coming up here uh, called Optimus, okay? Or no, no, excuse me. There's some tech convention coming up. And um, there's some, like, it's actually like an actual humanoid robot. It's called Cyber One, okay? The thing's like, it's like five foot nine, okay. you know, weighs about 114 pounds, looks like a, like a robot, but it can, it can decipher a couple different languages, it can detect 45 different human emotions. It does this. It does that sort of thing. And it comes at at the low, low cost of $104,000. So, wow. What are you putting your money toward? I'm going to buy me a, what's it called? A, a Cyber One. I saw today, shoot, I meant to, it might be in all my junk here. But there was an old uh, old lady and her, she had a cat. Her husband long since passed and. She was a lonely old lady, and she had this cat. Probably thing was however you know a really however long an old cat lives, right. but that cat had been around long that long. Time. Yeah, so it it died, and so they were trying to figure out what to do with her. And somebody heard about it at some local electronics play or whatever. And long story short, they gave her her robot cat. Like that was supposed to fill the void? Yeah. And well, she loves it. Oh. And that'll never die. I mean, right? I mean, technically. Exactly. Um, there's no litter box to worry about. No Bingo. food. No Bingo. nothing. No care for it. But it just it, it sits on her lap and purrs and it has fur and she can sit there and just talk to it. I don't yeah, know. But if there's no skin. There's no you know, you know human touch, right? As Bruce Springsteen would say. There's no like, you know. Well, but at least warmth. a robot cat wants to be with you. That's true. Now you make a damn good point there. Right, a cat that cat. hunk of steel and right, a cat cat could just easily bite you, scratch you, or yeah. go and hide behind the couch. Yeah, like, like, robo robo cat is just going <laughs> to sit there in your lap and purr. Cats are looking at you like, you know, I'd love to just take my paw just across your face, but I, you're probably going to. Put some food in my bowl there in a little oh. bit, so I guess I'll hold off. But boy, I'd love to do it. I've heard that that, that description of house cats is that they look at you like they would kill you, but they know that you're going to feed them. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't, but if they, <laughs> they'll think about they'll it. They'll think hard about it, and if they can get her done, they will. <laughs> I, I agree with that. So this is something that, real quick here. I was thinking about this. I've had this story forever, but I thought about it in lieu of being at your house yesterday. You've got your pool out there. You don't use it all. $1,000 and a trip to our 2022 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Text the nationwide keyword FESTIVAL to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's FESTIVAL to 200-200. This is the Trading Cap Report. Brought to you by Greater Cincinnati Ford Dealers. Visit your local Cincinnati Ford dealer today. Built Ford Tough on 700 WLW. 
All right, back with the Bengals training camp report. Earlier we talked about the game from Friday night. What what did we see today, Tony? Anything going on? You know, it was nice. Uh, the reports yesterday, Joe Burrow was back. He was he was full go outside of 11-on-11s 11 yesterday. He did the same thing today, one-on-one, seven-on-seven, uh, a lot of individual work. Like, I, I, I've seen all I need to from Joe Burrow. He was, he was doing some individual drills, rolling out to his left, throwing back across his body while on the run. And if you can even imagine a quarterback doing that, he's throwing against his strong side. He's rotating his, his torso the whole way, wow, and he's great. snapping the ball through. If you can do that with no limitations, I think that the question about Joe Burrow has all been answered. So Joe Burrow, another solid day getting back today. T. Higgins did some 7-on-7s and 11-on-11s, made a couple nice plays. And a guy that we've not really talked about a ton, when Cam Taylor Britt was struggling earlier in camp, Alan George, uh, who, who was an undrafted guy from Vanderbilt, took the reps with the twos. And there was a series today, three straight reps in 7-on-7, where Joe Burrow targeted Jamar Chase on a comeback route. The first rep, Alan George made a pass breakup. The second rep, he was in such good position that Joe Burrow had to throw the ball into the ground. And then the third rep, Jamar Chase beat him. But that's an undrafted guy going against Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and more than holding his own. So while we've questioned the offensive line depth, I do think they're starting to find some other depth in that secondary. Dax Hill played some slot defender on Friday night, and Alan George has emerged as a very nice surprise for this team. That's great. I mean, we've talked about it with the lack of – uh, reps that, that these kids are getting anymore for him to show up in the in the limited reps he's getting and, and, and show he may make a case for the team. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, we, we talked last segment, Tony, about the offensive line, particularly the left guard situation. Jackson Carmen, it's like they, they want to give him the job. They're like, just take this job and, and we'll give it to you. He won't do it. Look, and Volson played well uh, against the Cardinals. Yeah. How is that manifesting itself in practice? Are they rotating? Is somebody getting more reps than the other? And how's that going to work out in the next preseason game? I haven't charted every single rep, but what I've seen. What today are you doing down there, Tony? Cool. You know what I mean? Man. <laughs> are you scouting the popcorn guy? No, not, you're not charting the plays. <laughs> I got to start tracking offensive line reps. Now, I've seen I've seen more of Cordell Volson today than I did of Jackson Carmen. But, look, to, to the point, I think we talked about this in studio Friday. I really think that Zach Taylor's message Friday was to challenge Jackson Carmen and see what he comes back with. He's either going to accept the challenge, go out there and dominate against second and third team guys, or he was going to struggle, and he did, and it opened the door just enough for people to say, man, Cordell Volson looks pretty good. So I would expect it to flip. I would expect Saturday – Cordell Volson to get some of those reps against a little bit tougher competition and see what he can do as this battle continues to now turn into an actual battle. Remember, last week I said it, it doesn't feel like a battle because Carmen's taking all the one reps. That's already not been the case today. Uh, Jackson Carmen didn't practice yesterday, so it's been more Cordell Volson to start this week. Is there another position group, Tony, that you know, uh, is, is there some that look great, some that don't look great? Is there, is there a position group in general that you say, God, I don't know, from a talent standpoint, from a depth standpoint, I don't know if it's there. Is there maybe some guys outside of the organization they may try to get to address that, in your opinion? Yeah. Well, Quentin Spain tweeted out a picture of the Cincinnati skyline on <laughs> Friday saw, night. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at a guy like that who was solid at guard. You know, maybe you look there. Maybe you look at the tackle position going forward. 
you know, linebacker depth maybe because I know what you have in Logan Wilson. Do we really know at this point 100% what Jermaine Pratt is going to be? Or do we know what his upside is, Akeem Davis-Gaither coming off the injury? I could maybe see that position. But I do think they filled in the depth pretty well around that. I will question, just from an injury standpoint, you saw Mitchell Wilcox got banged up on Friday night. Drew Sample's already not practicing now. Thad Moss struggled a little bit when he was in there. How about tight end? You know, Hayden Hurst has had a great camp. What if Hayden Hurst has to miss some time? Mm. Where would they look at that tight end position? So all spots that I think would be a viable option if, if Duke Tobin and this staff decided to, to venture down that path. All right, with that, Tony, we will let you go, buddy. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tom. Training camp report with uh, Tony Pike. And let me ask you something. Um, as an NFL guy, and you're talking about Carmen here, uh, how do you get to a certain stage where you can't get better or you're, you, you've made the best of your ability, or do you start taking it for granted because you go, hey, man, I've made it? Now, because you've worked your whole life, mm -hmm. apparently, yeah. to get to that position. Yeah. So I'm just asking you as a former player. I, I don't know for sure in, in Carmen's case, but I, I imagine, look, he, he's a second-round draft pick, so I'm sure there's – when that happened, you're like, oh, I must I must be pretty good because I was a second-round pick. But then how last year went, I, I think that that should have thrown his, his brain into a mindset of, hey, man, I, so, I, right. I better get it going here. So then at that point is – if he's out there struggling to block second and third string guys, then at some point the coaching staff goes, well, maybe this guy, he's reached his max and he can't do what we thought he could do. He's, you know, you, you progress, you progress, and then you hope you just kind of keep going, right? Maybe he hits that ceiling and, and that's it. Let's hope that's not the case. Maybe it takes longer for things to click with this guy than maybe it does that guy. And I hope for his sake that it does click. They drafted him high. They must have thought he had that potential. But right now, it's not It's not manifesting. Because it just sounds like he's just throwing up his hands. Well, I'm here now. Screw it. He's high, yeah. like the, the high-five-yourself thing. Yeah. I, I, well, I, again, I, but, but then I think he's now in a point where he's probably starting to panic a little bit. Like, man, they're, they're trying to give me this job, and I'm not I'm not playing good. This yeah. is not This is not good. Yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm wondering, and that's I don't know if that's an effort thing or if that's just you've 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 topped out. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and with that, we're uh, going to have some traffic here with Rob, and it's off to Reds baseball. Reds Phillies at it tonight. But now, Rob, what's going on? <laughs> From the UC Health Traffic Center, the Pelvic Health Center at UC Health is the region's only pelvic health center staffed by fellowship-trained urogynecologists from both gynecology and urology. An accident eastbound Fort Washington Way blocks the left lane. Traffic slows toward Western and Findlay on South 75. A broken down on South 75 past 275 Sharonville now. That has the right lane blocked and traffic slows from Union Center Boulevard. Southbound 71 close to a 20-minute delay now as you recover there from an earlier accident at 275 and there's an accident on red bank at brotherton close to a 10 minute delay now on northbound 71 from the lateral up to pfeiffer rob williams news radio 700 wlw the forecast from a 700 wlw weather center for tonight mostly cloudy 63 for tomorrow partly sunny and 82 it is 80 now news radio 700 wlw Hey, it's your friend Scott Sloan here, and I'd like to get real with you for a moment. All across the country, and even right here in the tri-state, there are people who have to go without. 
without being able to listen to my entire show, The Scott Sloan Show. I know, it's tragic. If you find yourself having to go without hearing my whole show, there is help. You can catch the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Remember, no one should have to go without. This report is sponsored by the Ohio Lottery. Start your week off with a bang and play Powerball on Mondays, too. With Powerball drawings on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, you have three chances to Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.